Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 7.30 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. <laughs> Alright, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs> You're listening to Never Heard of It, a Night Shift Radio original. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and review if you're so inclined. For more information, visit nightshiftradio.com. See, my, my hair's doing this thing again. The swoopy thing. Swoosh. Yeah, yeah. I like the swoosh. I mean, my, you know, uh, when it wasn't uh, past shoulder length, my hair used to do the swoopy thing, but now it just sort of you know, lays there. Uh, Your hair's so damn long. Do you, like, and this is, this is not a comment. To, like, I, I'm not saying you should. Do you ever plan on cutting it again? I, I don't know. So I rocked short hair for a very, I mean, literally almost yeah. my entire life. Yeah. Um, and just before I started uh, letting my hair grow, it was not a full on conscious decision. Um, mm-hmm. I was getting, you know, a, the the side, the fade on the top of the, you know, the swoop yeah. on the top, the pompadour there. Um, and I got my haircut on my birthday in 2018. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. so I, I had gotten my haircut on my birthday and then I literally for a year straight, I did back to back films and I just never had the chance. I used to go every two weeks to get my haircut. Yeah. And then for all of 2019, I, I mean, I think I did like seven movies in 2019. I was just far too busy you were, to you were very busy that year. It was very busy. So it was very hard to like get, um, to get in and, and get a haircut and then by the time things slowed down, the pandemic hit, and right. then it was shut down for a whole year, you know, and I just didn't, you know, the haircut was, like, at the lowest end of my, like, of the things I need to go out of my house and do, a haircut was, like, very yeah. much on the bottom of that list. Yeah. Um, and, uh, like, like getting burritos was, was at least 10 points above getting a haircut. <laughs> like that was like, what am I risking? Am I going to risk COVID for a haircut or for a burrito? I'm going to get a fucking burrito. Burrito like, every time. A burrito every time. I'll have shaggy hair and a burrito and I will be happier. Um, <laughs> and now it's this and I'm so used to it and I dig it. I think it looks good. I mean, it needs a little cleaning up cause it, it literally hasn't been cut in two and a half years. Uh, so it needs to, ends. yeah, it just needs to be cut to the style that it's at because it is still cut to, you know, a fade. It's still cut to yeah. to, to a top fade. Um, so it does need cleaning up, but I, I think I'm going to keep it long for, I think I I'm going to be the gray haired, you know, the old guy with the gray hair and the back of the ponytail and there's only a few hairs left. Like that's going to be me <laughs> in 10 <laughs> years and I'm okay with that. I think that's, that's an aesthetic I can go with. 
Yeah. I'm go go full skullet. I'm gonna go full skullet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Until until a hair tie can no longer hold the minimal amount of hair on my head, that is when I will eventually cut it. But until then, full on Gandalf. I approve. Minus the beard. I approve. I I keep wanting to grow mine and I get it to like a, a certain point and then I'll have like I'll start to think about like oh, maybe I want to cut it, maybe I don't. And then I'll like I think we talked about this the last time it was really long. It was like, you know, if I, if I think I want to cut it, I just, you know, wait a day or two and then I don't again. Mm-hmm. And then I wait another day or two and I do it again. And it's like, it gets really indecisive. Uh, and then I just like cut it all off. And I'm like, fuck, I wanted it long. <laughs> um, and so now it's, it's back in this weird, like in between, which like this, like this is funny and it's fun and whatnot, but like this, yeah well, this is it's just it's, that's the thing you gotta like it's got to be cut to to look a certain like it's got to be shaped you know you got to go to yeah. a professional stylist or barber and and have them shape it properly as it grows like it needs to be maintained yeah which our usual stylist uh, is like booked solid for like months out right now which is good wow. for her yeah super awesome um, but it's just weird. Like now that it's starting to feel like, oh, like we could go back to her. Like, no, it turns out we can't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, my barber is uh, the same way. Uh, when just before the, the, uh, shutdown, he was, you know, at least a month, month or two out. Um, and he had, uh, two, three employees. It was him and three employees. He opened his shop up uh, really cool area. And, um, you know, he was working on expanding everything and remodeling and then the shutdown happened and now he opened up and now he is months out and he has like five employees because it's just, he, they're just so busy that he just kept adding people and he had the space and he was just like, yeah, I can cut your hair. But by the time I get to you, it's going to be at least two inches longer. <laughs> you know, it's going to be, it's going to be wild. So he's, yeah. he's been crazy busy and that's awesome for him. I'm very, very excited for him. It's like he's, he's running a very successful business. So Huh. And it pleases Good. me to no end. Yes. Yes. But do you know what does not please me to no end? What? We're, we're not at the film yet, but here we go. So <laughs> it has been 90 degrees for yeah. the past yeah, three to that. four days here here in the Syracuse area. It is... It's hotter there right now than it is here. Yeah. Which is rare. It's, it's wild. It, it was really bad. Like uh, two days ago, it was so hot that we had an air quality warning... Um, because it was so hot that there was high levels of ozone and they were basically mm-hmm. being like, don't go outside. Like, and if you have to try not to do any strenuous activity, like literally stay indoors. It is bad. Um, yeah. which is very rare cause we're fucking two hours from Canada. Like we are not in, in a climate zone where that should ever yeah. be an issue. Like it snows until like May sometimes here. Like yeah, if it did. were to snow this month, it would be like, yeah, eh, it's May. It's not like... It, it, it had snowed, like, the day we, like, drove out there, like... Yeah. Just a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it was like a light, yeah. Uh, so, anyway, so <laughs> I've had my bedroom window open, which is right here. It's right... There's a monitor mm-hmm. in front of me, and there's, a there's like, a window off to the right of it, and it's actually... My TV is right in front of it. Uh, yeah. And I've had my window open for the past three days. Well, this morning or yesterday, it was very, very windy, 
And I was getting a really wonderful breeze through here, though. It was great. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. And today, though, today's my, you know, Sunday's my morning day where I get up. I do cleaning and laundry and stuff like that. And I'm looking around my desk. So I have my big desk here, and then I have another desk to the right of me. And that's where, like, my TV is and a couple other things. And I Mm -hmm. look over, and I'm like, how is there so much dust all over everything? And I look at my computer area, and I'm like, what is going on? Mm. It was pollen. It was mm. pollen. No. Everywhere. Like, I could, no like, good. pinch it and pick it up. That's how much had blown uh. in. It was, I, I spent, like, an hour cleaning this area out because it was just covered in pollen. I mean, it's probably in, like, I, I still, I haven't vacuumed yet, but I, I, it's probably in my carpet. It's probably all over my sheets. Like, my whole room is probably just a swarm of pollen. Well, and as our listeners are well aware at this point, as this is year four of us doing this, uh, this time of year uh, is particularly brutal for you once that yep. pollen starts coming out. Yeah, yeah. I uh, So we, we attempted to record our very first episode uh, that we tried to do, and that was in March. And mm-hmm. uh, But I do have, I still have the photos of it where when we started the episode, I was like, gah. And then by the time the episode ended, my right eye was swollen <laughs> was like shut. Swollen shut. And I was sneezing and I could, <laughs> and like, you can even hear it in my voice in the first episode where I'm like, hi, everyone. I'm Michael White. Little Michael. Thanks for listening. It was oh, really so bad. bad. It was so bad. So miserable. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And speaking of miserable, hello and welcome <laughs> to the Never Heard of It podcast. I'm your host, Michael Fight. And I die tomorrow. <laughs> I hope I, not. I hope this movie dies tomorrow. But I, so, okay. Um, there's there's so many more things I want to talk about, and it's not even that this movie was bad. It's not. It wasn't. But nothing happened for an hour and a half. And nothing happened. You know what? I think like, I'm okay with the ending. I'm okay with the ending. I, I like, you know, obviously, spoiler alert for anybody, you know, we you know spoiler. right off the bat that we spoil movies. Yeah. Um, spoiler alert, nobody dies. Well, nobody dies, let's say, um, in the movie. But also, you don't know if anybody dies. It kind of leaves it up until the point where everyone's like, all right, here we go. There's only X number of hours left in the day that we're supposed to die, and let's see what happens. And then the movie just ends. And I kind of okay think everyone dies, huh? That's I, I think everyone dies. You think everyone? Do you think it's like think global, everyone, or do you think it's like yeah, just? I just town? think the entire world just fucking like this is like a, the ultimate like chill apocalypse movie. <laughs> chill apocalypse. <laughs> the chill. Chill apocalypse. Chill apocalypse. Uh, yeah. So. When I say that this was not a bad movie, what I mean is I would love to have watched this like just for movie night, just just for its own merit. But like watching it to then talk about the only thing that I have to say is nothing fucking happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so first of all, um it was uh, it was it was the, like I, I looked this up earlier. The director, so uh, Amy Amy Siemens. Yep, great movie, well done. It's gorgeous, like beautifully filmed. Uh, for for what I think you were trying to do, the pacing uh, was excellent. It was very like it, it had that like indie art film vibe that we've been talking a lot about the, this month, and that's very cool. 
But you gave me nothing. Yeah. Um, only, <laughs> only towards the end of the movie, uh, did I start to feel like things were happening. Like I wanted to see, so like, so the beginning of the movie, the movie starts off with Amy, who is played by, uh, Kate Lynn shell, uh, Sheel. Um, mm -hmm. and she was in VHS. She was in your next. Um, she was in, uh, um, a couple other things. Um, oh, she was in the show Easy. Uh, she was in High Maintenance. Um, she, she's been in some good stuff. But so Amy is is uh, with this guy, uh, let's say boyfriend, but they've they very much like just started dating. I, like, I yeah. feel like they were almost on a first or second date. Maybe maybe like a third or fourth. Like they had only like they're only a few months into the relationship when we see them. Yeah, like they they meet, they kind of gotten past like the initial first dates. They're at that phase of like let's go away for the weekend sort of thing. Yeah, but I mean they're still learning about each other because you know she even asked him a couple of like basic questions. Like there's a bunch of guns in this place, and she was like, "Oh, do you shoot guns?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, have you ever shot a gun?" Like they're having, mm -hmm. they're still having those first moments of like the discovery phase. So. So Craig uh, is is the name of this guy who this dude's name is Ken Tucker Audrey. Ken Tucker is a great Ken Tucker name. Tucker Audrey. I, this is the coolest like I know fucking Ken, name in the world. I know Ken and I know Tucker. And obviously there's Kentucky, mm -hmm. but I've never heard Ken Tucker. He's as a, a Ken name. Tucker, yeah. And I like it. So either you're a Kentucky or a Kentucker. He's the Kentucker. <laughs> uh, I don't even know what that would mean, but I don't know. <laughs> He's going to do it to you. So, uh, so Craig, uh, you know, they're hanging out and they decide, cool, we're going to do shrooms, which this is the second movie, third movie, uh, that we've had this month where people have done shrooms because they did it in spontaneous. Didn't they yes. do it in colossal? Did they? I thought there was a moment. They drank a lot. But I know I they drank remember. a lot. There was the mention of Coke as the one dude was, was doing Coke, but yeah. I thought for sure at one point. I don't think so. Someone says it. Okay. Either way, that's still two. That's still pretty coincidental. Mm -hmm. Um, and and so you know, Craig and Amy, they're like, "Hey, let's let's do some shrooms," and she's like, "Cool." So they do shrooms, and uh, finally they decide, like, "Hey, we're gonna order a pizza." So Craig goes and answers the door, and we see him answer open the door, and he just staring there for a minute and she's like uh, pizza yeah this is cool what are you doing mm -hmm, and he mm -hmm. comes back and this is where we know but the film actually starts with craig trashing his apartment being like i'm gonna die tomorrow i'm gonna be die tomorrow i'm not ready what the fuck and so again this this is where i go back to saying like just as a film this is really well done and like they play with time a bit and then like it jumps around we get you know, this initial introduction to, you know, um, Amy, like crying about like their time being short and whatnot. And then we see like a flash somewhere in time. We don't know if it's forward, backwards, whatnot of, uh, of Craig flipping out and like trashing his apartment and breaking shit. Uh, and then like we get, you know, the, the, the story begins, but then we keep getting these little flashbacks in time to, uh, Craig and Amy's, you know, first couple of dates, you know, where they, you know, he first comes over and sees her new house that she bought. And then they go out to that, that place in the woods. And like, and so it's just interspersed through the whole story. And that's really cool. Yeah. I mean, I liked the nonlinear <laughs> storytelling of it. Um, like it, it was really cool because as she, 
so eventually, you know, right off the bat, you know, Amy comes home after, you know, we see Craig flip out and Craig's not there. Obviously, Craig's gone or whatever. And Amy uh, comes home and now she is she's like, I'm going to die tomorrow. Like we see it happen mm -hmm. to her. Basically, she sees red, blue lights. She hears a bunch of noises and that's it. She's like, I'm going to die tomorrow. So as she progressively gets worse and worse of the of dealing with this of the pending idea behind it um that's where we keep getting more and more flashbacks to different points until we see that he was i'm going to use this term he was the one who infected her uh basically yeah um and uh and now the next person that we meet is jane who is played by jane adams and i fucking love jane adams <laughs> Jane Adams was in the show Hung, which was an HBO original series starring Thomas Jane, and it was fucking great. And she is great in it, and I love Jane Adams. And honestly, I wish she was in this movie more because her character was great. Like, great. Yeah, well, we, we first get introduced to her, like, when Amy is, like, in her downward spiral and she's listening to uh, Lacrimosa by uh, Mozart on repeat uh, and drinking herself into a stupor, even though, like, she's, she's like, gone sober, she's given up alcohol, like, in one of the, uh, one of the flashbacks to her, her date with Craig, like she said, you know, like, just because I don't drink alcohol doesn't mean you shouldn't, uh, and, you know, she, she calls Jane, and asked, like, can you come over? And she's like, oh, no, I got this thing. My brother, it's like his, it's his wife's birthday. And, like, she hates me, but I got to go. And he asked me to bring the salad. And, like, are you okay? And she's like, no. <laughs> Which is rare and like, yeah. really interesting that the, the the person being asked that question was honest and didn't just, oh, no, it's fine. Everything's fine. And when it's clearly not. Uh, so I did like that. And uh, so eventually Jane realized, like, okay, I should go. I should go check on my friend. And then you know, she shows up and sees Amy just moving around the house drunk. And she's like, ah, I can't deal with you when you're like this. I'm just going to leave. And Amy's like, but I'm going to die tomorrow. She's like, that's probably not going to happen. And you're just drunk and I'm going to leave. And then, oh, diva. Diva. She's, I locked diva. her in the room hoping she wouldn't bark, but <laughs> here she is. Uh, and so like, that's kind of. Uh, using this idea of of this like sense of dread, this like knowledge that you know I'm going to die tomorrow, like uh, it spreads like an infection. Yeah, it carries through to Jane, and Jane becomes this like force essentially of like despair, and like she's a very strong presence. Yeah, uh, throughout like she goes back to the the birthday party, the uh, the sister in law's birthday party in her pajamas. <laughs> she's just like, you know, we all die, and like I'm, I think I'm, I'm gonna, like I know I'm gonna die tomorrow. And I was like, yeah, we are not gonna, like you don't know that, like you don't really know him. But let let's talk more about dolphin fucking, right? <laughs> which was an actual conversation they were having. Which you know, so the uh, the sister, her name is Susan. Um, she was terrible. She was a terrible person. She was. She, she was, was really bad. My my favorite character of this party, aside from Jane Adams, was Brian, uh, who was played by uh, Tundi uh, Ababimpe. Um, he was just like, he was great. Like his, because he was, everyone else is like, ha, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, yeah, that, no. <laughs> it was just, um, he was just so deadpan. Fun fact, Tunde was in uh, uh, Rachel Getting Married. 
Was he really? He was Sydney. Oh shit! Which I don't, I don't remember which character Sydney was, but Sydney I remember. Sydney was I the Sydney was the husband, the one that uh, was Rachel was getting married to. Okay, that's what I thought, but yeah. like I, I couldn't remember. I remember seeing him. I remember, I like I recognized him, but I couldn't remember which character he was. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's I mean, he's a great actor. Yeah. And through this, like, yeah, he's so like kind of like deadpan, serious, and you know, he's taking it all in, and like you see, like it immediately affects him. It's like, yeah, like we we don't know. Yeah. Like, we like, could oh. die tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> and then he has that moment where yeah. So anyway, so so Jane goes to the party, you know, as Caleb said, in in her pajamas, she's all messed up. She starts talking to everyone, and you know she's like, uh, "Oh my god!" And now she's infected all of them. So you see uh-huh. that moment where it kind of like hits them, and they're like, uh, "And then we each see, you know, we see all of their individual moments." So um, her brother Doc goes off, and he ends, up, or um, brother Jason goes off, and he ends up um, getting infected. Which, by the way, Jason is played by Chris Messina, but he looks like uh, Dollar Store Dermot Mulroney. Um, but uh yeah chris messina um he's been in a few things he was in away we go which is a movie we might actually end up covering it's it's a pretty good movie but he was also in the movie devil which is a crazy good movie he's the detective in that uh and he was in argo at least a couple members of this cast were in axe cop we're in we're in axe cop that's i feel like it's important to point that out that is very important that is very important (laughs) Um, and, uh, he was also in, uh, Birds of Prey, the new Birds of Prey movie. Um, yeah. So he, so he, you know, he gets infected first and then the wife gets infected and then the Brian and his girlfriend, uh, Tilly also get infected and they go off and they have their, Brian and Tilly's like, like Jason and Susan get infected and they're like, this is it. We're going to wake up our young daughter and tell her that she's going to die. So she ends up getting infected and it just becomes this bigger deal. And they, they still like kind of go about their business in a way. But Brian, on the other hand, yeah, he goes to his, the hospital and visits his dad. Yeah. His, his dad had had a, a stroke. We later learn. And like he's like, as he's sitting in the, they, they're sitting in the car and they're like, you know, Tilly says, do you want to go somewhere else and get a drink? He's like, yes. And so they, they go and they sit and have a drink and she's on the phone with someone like just sobbing about how she's going to die. And he's like, I need to go to the hospital. And we're like, Oh, I'm, I'm thinking like, Oh, it's cause he, he wants to see a doctor, but turns out, uh, he wants to go disconnect his father's life support. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> which which is crazy. And he's like, I should have done this years ago. I'm like, oh god. But then at the or same, months ago or something. Yeah. But, I don't but know. then at the same time, we get this really fucked up moment with Tilly where she was like, "I want to break up. I should have broken up with you a long time ago. I was going to do it three months after your dad died. You know, because I'm not a dick. Like, I'm like, being an asshole. Okay. It's like, yeah, we, we've we've kind of run our course, haven't we? <laughs> it's very, like, matter of fact. No emotion in it whatsoever. But then she goes, you didn't even come to my birthday. He was like, my dad had a stroke that day. And she was like... It's like, I, well, I thought well, you'd I at least text me. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> hello? My dad had a stroke and it hospitalized him. 
<laughs> Super fun. Remember up. the guy that we just went and killed? Right. Yeah. Right. It was <laughs> it, that guy. From, it was just a couple months ago. Like, that was only a little bit ago. Yeah, that was the <laughs> It guy. was very recent. You should remember this. Right. 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 <laughs> Wild. <laughs> um, so everybody, so this is, I will say that the ending of this, not the ending ending, but the end part of this movie um, I saw a lot of people uh, on IMDb uh, criticizing this movie. Um, it, by the way, it is it is does not have good reviews um, uh, for IMDb. It's a five out of ten. Uh, Metascore is eighty. Um, but a lot of people, and I think this is fair, were like, there was no third act to the movie. Mm-hmm. Like there was the introduction, we had the climax, but then nothing happens after that. And like That's I said, I am okay with the ending. But I felt like there should have been more journey to it. Definitely felt like more people should have died. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Or it like either more people should have died, or there should have been like some like the sun came comes up on you know the the day after tomorrow and everyone's still alive and like, whoo, glad that's over. Right. Right. So, so the other part about this, that's, that's kind of tricky is this movie came out in 2020. Mm. So the thing Mm -hmm. is, is we, uh, the earliest release of this film is, is July 31st of 2020. So the other thing about this is, is we don't know exactly when this movie was shot. It could have been shot in 2019 and then Mm -hmm. not picked up till, till 2020. It could have been shot in 2020 and then released July 31st, 2020 to, to limited theater run. Um, so it's hard to tell when, it, so it could have had a small cast because it was shot in, in 2020 or during pandemic times, mm-hmm. but it could also have had a small cast because I mean, it's, uh, it, it's a small film. I mean, this is, this is a small, this is an indie film. This is a very small budget. I'm going to guess, you know, maybe 2 million at most, at most. Which- uh, it's, it's gross numbers were less than 400 K worldwide. Right. So yeah, I mean, didn't, it didn't and, do so well. And again, a, a limited theater run, you know, it probably yeah. only hit a couple of art house things and then immediately got pulled to be put onto, um, Hulu. So this is part of the, um, this is, or it's not part of the after dark, right. On Hulu, but it is, uh, yeah. now just on Hulu. Isn't it, uh, wasn't it uh, billed as a Hulu original though, or am I, I thinking think of something it, I think else it that I watched recently? I think it was picked up as a Hulu uh, film. I don't think it was made as a Hulu original, but I think it was picked up to be exclusively on Hulu after the fact because yeah. it wouldn't have had a theater run if that was the case. That's that's what I was very, thinking. Like, we're very strict about it back then. I watched something else very recently, like within the last couple of days, that was billed as a Hulu original. So I, I must be just conflating with that because I'm very confused that there would have been a theatrical release at all. Uh, in the event of it being an original. Yeah. Um, yeah. So here's the crazy thing. We are only 15 minutes talking into talking about this movie. We've pretty much talked about all of it. Mm-hmm. We are going to go into more <laughs> details about it, but that's the thing about this movie. It's what hour and a half long. Uh, yeah. yeah hour, hour 26. This movie spends a lot of time showing i mean like the first 20 minutes of this movie is just amy wandering around her house being you know obviously like as she should be sad 
mm-hmm. and and coming to grips with the grief and the idea that she is about that she is going to die tomorrow. Now the thing is we don't know how she's going to die. We don't even know if she's actually going to die. That's that's kind of left open ended. We also don't mm-hmm. know what is telling her that she is going to die. We do not know. Like we we get the sense that it's some sort of sensory, maybe supernatural thing, maybe spiritual thing. Like mm-hmm. you don't really know. Yeah. Kind of remind me of It Follows. Yeah, there's a lot of like, there's a lot that's very interesting about this film, and a lot that you could spend like probably hours on hours like digging through and critiquing and picking apart uh, but still nothing happens <laughs> right yeah that's the thing it, you know so like i so like we're, we're gonna spend a lot of time on what jane does because i think mm-hmm. even though amy is is kind of the main character i think jane is the only one we really see do anything like amy almost feels like a she almost feels like an afterthought in a lot of the scenes. Cause like Amy, you know, Amy shows up, Jane shows up, talks to Amy. Amy's like, blah, the world, you know, I'm dying tomorrow, man. Like, this is it. I'm going to drink and be sad. And then Jane's like, ah, this is, I'm, you know, too much of an artist. I got to go paint some shit. And she leaves. But then we see more of Jane and more of Jane's development. And we see, you know, Jane's the one who goes and infects four people who in turn five people because she also infects a doctor. Mm -hmm. But the other thing that's really crazy is at the end of the movie, Jane goes to this place. I'm not exactly I I, maybe I missed the how she got to this place. No, they just don't miss anything. So she shows up to this place. And Michelle Rodriguez is there, randomly. And Olivia Taylor Dudley. Oh, yeah, and Olivia Taylor, yeah. And and they're like, yeah, this is a place for people who know they're about to die. So obviously the infection is is not just Amy. Like, it's hitting a few other people. And Amy goes and infects some other dude, too. Um, some, like, uh, uh, rape, uh, dune buggy driver. Yeah, so it's Adam Wingard, um, but he's credited as dune buggy man. Yeah. And like we in in one of the the flashback scenes with uh with Craig like they uh, on their way out to the house in the desert they pass a, like a dune buggy track and he's like have you ever ro- ro- uh, driven a dune buggy and she's like no do you want to turn around and do it now and he's like no that's on the schedule which is a really interesting thing like and uh, like, <sighs> that might be another thing in, in and of itself he talks about how important schedules are to himself or like to mm. his life yeah. yeah, and like it mentions a couple times, like oh, that's on the schedule. Or, oh, we can we can take that off the schedule and free up some time, and that that does follow very closely with the idea of like having a scheduled time to die. <laughs> um, yeah, well, because the other thing too is when when Craig gets infected, he doesn't say I'm going to die tomorrow. He says I'm going to die the 25th. day after tomorrow. He just says the date. Well, he I just think, says November 25th. Okay. And I she, that says, she says, isn't that the day after tomorrow? Yeah. yeah but like he, he doesn't say anything like in that scene, he doesn't say anything about dying. He just comes back looking like shell shocked and just says November 25th. She's like, what is that? The day after tomorrow? And I'm like, and that, oh yeah. It. And then we put it together that that's, yeah. So that being said, let's go ahead and take a quick break. Uh, And when we come back, I do want to dive into this a little more into the second half of this movie, because 
there there is something there that I think is worth discussing. Uh, so that being said, before you uh, before we head off to that break, um, thanks a lot for subscribing, everyone that's listening, subscribing or following whatever your uh, um, yeah. podcast platform of choice is. And uh, if it's approved by now, uh, welcome Pandora listeners. Uh, we're now on uh, Pandora. Um, so welcome uh, to all of you on Pandora. We we welcome you here. And uh, there is 175 plus episodes for you to catch up on. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, we'll be, we'll be here cranking out new ones every week. That's right. We put out a brand new episode every Sunday and have since the day this podcast has started. We have never missed a it's day. True. And I think it's that's true. pretty awesome. That's a, that's a lot of that's a lot of weeks. It's um, a lot of movies. It's a lot of movies. Uh, and for those of you guys watching on YouTube, of course, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Um, you know, th- that's also a great place if you want to comment on what you think about this movie and the ending and all that. Or if you're like, mm-hmm, hey, I'm mm-hmm, going to comment mm-hmm. on here and tell you another movie that I think you should watch. But I feel like there's a better way of doing that, Caleb. Do you agree? Uh, you know, I do. I do. Um, if you were to visit a, a, a particular website, and by that I mean thenahoit.com okay that's okay. p-h-e-n-h-o-i-t.com which conveniently is also uh directly connected to nightshiftradio.com if you want to see all that's going on with nightshift radio okay. uh, but if you go to thenahoit.com uh every month you'll see our schedule of uh, upcoming episodes where we uh we give you links to trailers a little a little blurb about the movie that's usually me trying to guess in advance without having seen it what it's actually about sometimes i get it very wrong it's fine yeah. uh and also where you can find the movie streaming if available uh as we've mentioned a couple times every movie that we've watched this month has been on hulu so that's pretty cool uh but just below that uh is a, is a little contact form where you know if you go in and you, you give us a Give us a little little clickety clickety about uh, what uh, what movies you want to hear us talk about. Uh, we'll see that. We get an email about it. We'll read it and we'll say, yeah, we'll watch that. Heck yeah, we will. Yeah, I mean, and as long how as that it's works. Uh, it's available for us to watch, and it's not one we've already watched. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, although mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure that one day, a few years down the road, we'll probably end up revisiting a movie we've already uh, watched. Well, we'll see. Maybe I don't know. I feel like. It's bound to happen, whether like on accident because we forgot the movie or because we were like, you know, know, let's give that another shot. Yeah. Um, Cool. Uh, So, all right. We will be right back. Second Edition 1 is Night Shift Radio's Battlestar Galactica fan cast. Each week, Battlestar veterans Caleb and Kitsy revisit, and newcomer to the show, Andrea, watches for the first time the 2004 sci-fi series Battlestar Galactica. They've just entered their third season, which means you've got two full seasons of sci-fi gold to binge if you want to watch along with them. Whether you're the commander of a soon-to-be decommissioned battleship or recently promoted to president of the Twelve Colonies. Join Caleb, Kitsy, and Andrea as they make their way through the Battlestar Galactica universe one episode at a time. Watch Battlestar Galactica free on Peacock and find Second Edition 1 at secondition one throughout the podcast.com or wherever you get podcasts. Looking for something heroic in your life? Go check out our friends at the Superpod HeroCast. They're guys with beers talking about movies with capes. Every episode goes in depth with a different superhero movie. A classic of modern cinema? A certified stinker? It doesn't matter. If it's a superhero movie, they're going to talk about it. Start with a little bit of comedy, add in some film analysis, and finish it off with a heaping dose of geekery. You've got the Superpod Hero Cast. It doesn't matter if you're a casual fan or a 20th level nerd. Download their latest episode, grab a beverage, and enjoy the fun. The Superpod Hero Cast. 
Be heroic. Hello and welcome back. Uh, all welcome right. Back. So, uh, hey, welcome back, Caleb. Hey, hey. I, I noticed you're wearing your one of your Destiny shirts. I am. I? Yeah. I uh, immediately before uh, before jumping on to, to record, as I had actually spent the last like hour and a half or so playing. Yeah. And uh, fi- finally started to figure. I got one of the three uh things i need for the the place that i've been stuck for however many months now since i've been playing that's good uh, so like I, I made some progress i made some progress uh but what amuses me is the times that i have to plug in my controller while in the middle of playing because it you know it's wireless it's better like this is a, I, for some reason this is something that i'm still not terribly used to even though like it happens with my switch wireless controllers and the fact that they just die when you're playing um I just have to grab the nearest MacBook charger and just plug it. Yeah, mine. Uh, so I, I use the uh, Xbox controller, uh, the Xbox oh, yeah, One yeah, controller on mine. How many air controllers there? Yeah, it's red and mine green. Yeah. So it is. This is wireless, um, and it does. I can uh, make it wireless uh, onto my PC, um, but I mm-hmm. keep it plugged in at all times because there is a tiny. I mean, it's ever so slight, but it's enough where I see it. There is a slight delay between button clicking and doing the thing, but it's like mm. it's enough where it throws me off, especially in in things like uh, you know per, uh, PvP on Destiny, yeah. where I'm like I'll hit fire and I'm like it's just just off just enough where I'm like nope I gotta I gotta hardwire so I so I hardwire but I mean it's you know it doesn't you know my computer is literally right here like it's not hard yeah. to to do when I sit here and play. Yeah, it makes um, sense. But I'm very excited because uh, Destiny is going to have crossplay this year in August. Crossplay, uh, so that means Caleb and I get to actually play Destiny together because he's over on Google yeah. Stadia and I am on uh, PC. So that'll be pretty fun. That will be fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, although technically, I guess like from a t- technical standpoint, we are both on PC, but it's just a different medium. I'm not exactly sure how the, that works, but you know that is. Technically correct. Correct. The best kind of correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought so, too. Um, so back to uh, She Dies Tomorrow. Um, so again, my my thing about this is I do really love the ambiguity of it. I uh, As much as I would also love for it to go and take a completely supernatural turn and like it's aliens or ghosts or spiritual or psychic or something like that. And everyone's like, ah, Mm -hmm. this is the earth is going to die on this exact day for this exact reason. That's cool too. But I love that it's this existential dread of impending doom. And you just don't fucking know. Like that's also what I loved about spontaneous. Like you just Mm -hmm, didn't mm -hmm. know, like nobody knew why kids were blowing up and there was no pattern to it other than, you know, the, the, the demographic, you just didn't know if you were going to blow up. And yeah. that was great. I loved that too. Um, I love that ambiguity. I yeah. say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I did. I, I did as well. It's just. I, I, I keep very much wavering on how I felt about this. Um, yeah, and I, I, I do like I said it already, but I mostly just keep coming back to the point that like I enjoyed this movie for what it was, mm-hmm. but not for what I wanted it to be. Yes, 
so so I I made the reference to to it follows um because I yeah. think uh there there's a very similar similar theme in the sense of like the person passing on this death sentence from one person to another. The thing mm-hmm. about it follows is we learn it is a, you know, it's a curse. It, it is a supernatural thing. Like we very much see the ghost. Like we learn the, the ins and outs and the details and, and the hows and, and stuff. Yeah. And, and that's fine. Like I said, that's, that's the like, Hey, we learned everything and that's still scary. It follows is a great movie. Uh, did we talk about that movie? Did we do that we, movie? We did not. We have brought it up uh, at times that it's felt relevant, uh, but we did not specifically talk about it. It is a very good movie, so it should be watched uh, regardless. Um, and and I'm fine with the ambiguity of this film. I'm fine that you don't know how they know they're going to die, and you don't really know whether or not they're going to die and what the circumstances are. Because at first it feels like it's just the, like she's passing it on to this individual person. But Mm -hmm. as the film progresses, and I felt like this should have been talked about more or shown more, is the fact that it's not this person to person. It's that each person is starting to get knowledge about something much bigger. And we get that sense. We don't really like... you know, like they don't harp on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, but at the end you start to understand that it's not just this person to person to person. It's that like a whole bunch of people are starting to learn that the world that they, everybody dies tomorrow. You know, uh, uh, Olivia, uh, the one character she says in the end, like, I'm really going to miss trees. And, Mm -hmm. you know, one of them, I think Michelle Rodriguez says like, do you think these ants know that they're going to die tomorrow? And that's our yeah. like indication of like, oh fuck, like this isn't just this person dying tomorrow, like everything dies tomorrow. And that changed the whole course of the movie for me in the last 20 minutes. And like I, I picked up on those, but I wasn't sure that it really made me feel that like the world was ending. It felt to me like it was those characters, like the dread has taken them over so much that like they're just projecting that like all hope is lost, everything is ending. But like, is everything ending? Right. And like, like going back to to what you mentioned, like how, like how this is being, we'll, we'll say, transmitted, uh, and like kind of perpetuates even even after transmission. Like we get these like flashes of color. And like this, like these vague, like whispery voices. And like, sometimes it's just like a distorted repetition of something somebody else already said. And sometimes the implication that it's like someone's, you know, lost relative or something like that. And yeah, someone goes, mom, mom, are they hearing things? Are they seeing things? Is like a rift opening in the universe and they're seeing through to forever. Like what is happening? Yeah. I, so that's the other thing too. That's another one of those like, I want to know. Ugh. I'm so conflicted because I love the ambiguity of it. I do. Mm-hmm. I really do love the ambiguity of it. But there's, I think there's too much, because like, I want I want to know. Like I want to know what it, what it is that they're hearing. Like even if I don't know who's telling them, I want to know what they're hearing because. Are they saying you are going to die tomorrow or are they saying the world is going to end tomorrow? But everybody right. says, I am going to die tomorrow. 
Yeah, Everybody the, until until we get to Michelle Rodriguez and Olivia, and that that's when they say, "Yeah, there, there's no like big doomsday prophecies. No, like the end is right. nigh. Like we're all, we're all gonna die." Uh, you know, the, it kind of starts with a, just like a vague conjecture of like, "Yeah, we all have to die sometime." Right. For me, it's tomorrow. Like, what? You're what? Like, what? That had uh, zero to one hundred. <laughs> just like I, I also think it's it's really interesting seeing each individual like, character's reactions like outside of like the, the main view, we'll say like, you know, Jane and Amy and uh, Susan and what's the brother, Jason? Uh, Jason. Yeah, yep. Jason. So we'll say outside of the, those four, like the, the way that individuals react, we already talked about Tilly and Brian, um, dune buggy man. He like, he sits there, like they, like they do some bong rips together and he's <laughs> like, Oh, I don't know what to do. Do you want to make out? She's like, yeah. And they make out, and he's like, oh, I can't do this. She's like, okay. And, like, Jane goes to the doctor, and, like, he's like, I, I can't find anything wrong. Like, I can prescribe you, you know, some antibiotics or something. And she's like, no, no. It's like, I'm not sick. I'm just going to die. And he's like, I don't – I could refer you to a psychologist. And then, like, it slowly sinks into him, and, like, it looks like they're going to, like, just – fucking banging out right there on the the exam table and then he's like i need to go home to my wife uh and just like bolts out and yeah. jane just like but i'm still gonna die <laughs> right she's just like ah. and then the next time we see her she heads off to and you know there's also a couple times where like she's walking around with like, a big old slice out of her wrist and like we don't see like we don't see her act actively like cut or try to self harm. Uh, there's a moment she's got her like basement lab set up where we she do. takes photos she, of them. Um, uh, she breaks into Amy's house she, and that's she how does she cuts her wrist. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's uh, she, also you, it's not shown. You just see the broken glass, and later her arm is wrapped up. They don't like you. you kind of have yeah. to connect the dots on your own. Like they don't sh like show her punching it or whatever. Yeah. Uh, she's got her basement lamp thing where she's taking photos with her, her microscope, and there's one scene where it looks like there's just blood everywhere there. So I'm like, what's yeah. happening? Like, did she did she kill herself? But or, you know, did she just up and die because she thought she was going to? But then it's immediately after that that she goes stumbling into the the other house where uh, Sky and Aaron are, and her wrist is no longer bound, and she's holding against her body, just blood everywhere. She's like, can I swim in that pool? Like. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. so it's so trippy. Yeah. Yeah, there's so much it kind of, it it almost kind of feels like everyone is like collectively on the same bad trip. Yeah. Like everyone got exposed to some like aerosolized drug that is just really fucking with their minds and like makes them super susceptible to this idea. And that makes me all the more want so. And again, I'm glad that they didn't show it because it it does keep the mystery. But it makes me, the viewer, want to know. Right. What did Craig experience when he got the pizza? So that's was the, the pizza thing. person, <laughs> right? Patient zero. <laughs> so well, they, did, did, so they, <laughs> the pizza guy's driving to drop off the pizza, and he's like, "Oh fuck." I'm going to die tomorrow. 
but I'm still going to deliver this pizza. <laughs> yeah. If that were me, like, I'd be like, I mean, like I guess this is my pizza now and uh, oh, fuck yeah. everything. So it reminds me, uh, it reminds me of that scene. In, I'm going to throw it back to Seinfeld. So there's an episode of Seinfeld where, where Kramer is telling the story about all of this wacky thing that happens on the city bus. And he's like, so the bus driver starts fighting with this guy. So now I'm driving the bus. And he's like, you know, and I'm I'm trying to kick the guy out, you know, at the next stop. And they were like, you still kept making the stops? And he's like, well, yeah. <laughs> Kramer like fighting off a robber, but still making all the bus stops. So that it doesn't like that's the pizza guy. He's like, I'm gonna die tomorrow, but I really am gonna deliver this pizza. <laughs> Just infecting everybody. Now I want pizza. I know. Yeah, I had pizza yesterday. So, quick story. I really like this one pizza place. I've told this story before where it took a really long time for this pizza place to, like, remember my order because I'm a creature of habit. So, I order the exact same thing at the exact same places all the time. That and is true. it took true. me, like, three years uh, for this one place to finally, like, when I showed up to be like, oh, it's uh, two slices of cheese, two half moons, and a cherry Coke. And I'm like, yep, great. Took you three years of me coming here once a week, but great. Um... But I went there the other day and the pizza w- tasted different. And I was like, they made it different. Oh, no. There was like a different type of cheese on it. And I was like, you have literally ruined my week. Like, I hope, oh, no. I, like, I don't know if you fully understand how much this absolutely ruined my day and my week. I was, I was visibly, I was like visibly upset about this for at least three hours. Like, I ended up playing games with some people uh, actually doing a Destiny raid. And I was still like, I was still like playing the game being like, fucking pizza, man, fuck. Like I was <laughs> mad. I was upset. I was very upset about it. Oh, this was yesterday. This happened yesterday. Oh. Yeah. It was a shame, but I'll still it's... go back because one out of, you know, uh, 180 or 200 different visits is, is bad. Like, you know, but if the pizza's... next time it's the same recipe, then I'll know that they changed the recipe and I will file an official complaint. I'll be like, hey, cut that yeah. shit out. <laughs> Knock it off. Yeah. Pizza's such a like a, a comfort. And then for mm-hmm. to be for it to go wrong, you're just like, no. Oh, and that's the other thing too. Like it's really hard. Like I know that there's bad pizza everywhere. Um, but like it's also really hard to fuck up pizza. Like even bad pizza is good pizza. Like, don't get me wrong. I did not like the pizza. I still ate both slices. I ate yeah. all of it, but it was not the pizza I wanted. Yeah, I've had that experience. I'm like, this just this ain't it. I'm and you just finish it. Everybody, you're like, but this ain't it. This, this is fucking yeah. Yeah, something is wrong here. Something something ain't doing it. Uh, yeah. So um, it dies. Uh, no, she dies tomorrow. It dies today. The band. Um, you're gonna want to <laughs> go off and uh, <laughs> listen to them. Uh, yeah. So she dies tomorrow. Is uh, is playing on Hulu. Um, I, I know this is a short episode, but honestly, and the thing is, is like, this movie isn't too long either. No. It's just, they could have taken the, there's just a lot of scenes of Amy just like fucking around that could have been spent doing something. You know what? A lot of times a filmmaker will make a short Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this short was a really cool idea. This should be a feature length. 
Yeah. This feature length was a really cool idea for a short. Yeah. This could have been like a 20 minute film. Yeah. No, this would have, this could have actually been, I agree with that. And maybe this was a short, maybe it was written as a short and then somebody picked it up and was like, Hey, let's make it a feature. Um, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But so, yes, (laughs) yes, my, Yes. yes. Uh, so the other part about that too, yeah, I don't know. So like like I said, my biggest frustration is like how do you do the movie without with keeping the ambiguity? The thing is is like we see Amy do things. She goes off and does the dune buggy thing. She mm-hmm. uh uses a leaf blower in her lawn for some reason. Um, and so, so she's doing those sort of like world's ending, fuck it, you know, or like I'm dying tomorrow, fuck it, let's go off and do it. And you see that, but you could have still done that, but still had her talk. Like she doesn't talk. So like we see her infect everybody, but we never see her like emotionally go through it aside from like she gets sad in the beginning and quiet and says like this wood, it just used to feel alive and now it doesn't. And then mm-hmm. that's it for the rest of the movie. And I felt like we could have seen a journey better. There's the weird side story of her wanting to be turned into a leather jacket, which, which made was me very uncomfortable. Really fucking weird. And then there was also the whole story about her uh, choosing to have an abortion. And mm-hmm. uh, and then they, like, she has that whole conversation with, with, with uh, um, Craig about it. Mm-hmm. And he's mm-hmm. like, did you regret it? And she was like, I, I'm like, why are we having this conversation? Like, what? how is this going to relate to to everything? But like, I didn't really understand how that related to the rest of the film. At first mm-hmm. I was like, oh, got it. So like, we're going to talk about life in some sort of way, like choosing Den. Ooh, one of the things I do like, um, so there's the whole idea that, that uh, once the tomorrow happens, which we do actually get to the day, we do actually see the day happen. We know that at mm-hmm. some point during the this day, um, at the end of the movie, that, it, that it's going to happen. One of the things I did like, and I, I, I don't know whose decision this was, but we would hear music and transitionary music and it would just stop. It would cut really, like it would do like a hard cut and transition mm-hmm. out. There was no like, fade in, fade out, or like naturally resolved in the music, it would just cut. And I thought that was really cool because it was very like, hey, these people are just going to die. Like they're just going to die, period. It's the end. And that's what happens. Lights off. That's, you know, someone says like, is it just going to be lights off like that? Um, And I like that they did the music like that. So a couple little details that uh, I noticed that I think we can touch on. Um, I mentioned that Amy's kind of wandering around her house in the beginning, listening to this Mozart piece, La, uh, La Cromosa, over and over again. Just like when the record stops, she goes back and puts it back on. Mm-hmm. There's a bit where, uh, like, after Jane first leaves Amy's house, and you know, she's still like, ah, whatever, you're drunk. Uh, she sits down at her microscope and puts on her headphones and plays the same song. Mm. And I thought, like, oh, is this going to be a theme where, like, as people start to, like, spiral into this despair, do they start listening to this song? But no, it that ends with with Jane. She's the last person to listen to I'm like, okay, m- maybe missed opportunity? I don't know. Yeah. But then also, 
did it not sound like um, Susan and Jason were planning to either kill themselves or their daughter Madison? I thought they when had killed like, her. Should we wake? Yeah, they're like you know, yeah. Do you do you do you feel bad for what we've done? Yes, because you then see them, like, you see her kiss Madison in bed, and Madison is perfectly still, and then she gets up yeah. and he's like, "Do you regret what we've done?" Because they were both laying in bed with her. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, "Should we wake her up?" And she's like, "No, it's it's best if it happens in her sleep." And I'm like, what happens? Right, right. <laughs> and that that was the other. That's the other thing that made it. You know, even though everybody keeps saying, "I'm gonna die tomorrow," I'm gonna die mm-hmm. tomorrow. That mm-hmm. was one of the other references where they were like, "No, she is dying tomorrow too. Like mm-hmm. the kid is gonna die as well." So it's still, that's another reason where I feel like, I feel like that's one of those things that shouldn't have been left vague. Like that's one of those Mm -hmm. ones that like deserved an answer because you, Mm -hmm. you gave us a couple of different, like you said this, uh, you acknowledged that other people are going to die and it's not just a, a personal internalized thing. So that's something that could have been like, and could have been easily resolved with somebody just being like, well, we're going to die tomorrow. Like, the world is ending tomorrow. You know, yeah. like, I feel like that would have been okay, and it's, you still would yeah. have had your ambiguity, but I felt like it would have been enough to to give a more impending doom. But me, I, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Man, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so she dies tomorrow. So should you watch this movie? Uh... I'll be honest, I, I have a really hard time saying yes. I think so. Uh, I, I I don't think that you should watch this movie in the mindset of the Never Heard of It podcast. Yeah. I don't think you should approach it the way that we, we tend to approach movies. Uh, but if you if you want a really like interesting, like slow burn, like artsy, vague that like that doom and gloom sort of feeling like, yes. Uh, what I will say is that someone on IMDb tagged this movie as a comedy and whoever did that must fancy themselves a comedian because there is nothing funny about the movie at all. No. <laughs> I mean, the only thing I would, I could see is that, uh, Jane's character is quirky artsy that she's like, she's like, ah, not funny. haha. Uh, but you know, funny in an existential way. <laughs> yeah. To call back to I Kill Giants, <laughs> IMDb has it tagged as comedy, drama, fantasy. Hulu had it as like drama thriller. Yeah, I feel like that's that's more accurate. Drama thriller is definitely more accurate. Um, uh, I think in the poster it listed as like an apocalypse, uh, an apocalyptic thriller. Mm-hmm. Um, which is interesting because we do never get confirmation that it is apocalyptic because yeah. Is it only these seven people? Yeah. Or is it the world or is it just all yeah. the people? Is it, you know, like there's, there's very like, is it just living things? Is it just humans? Is it all animals? Is it everything? Is it just the planet's going to explode? Like what? is it which is fine just tell me who is gonna die you don't have to tell me how or how they know just tell me who (laughs) i mean does it happen 
Right. Do they die? Do they die? Does it happen? In, <laughs> in, in which? Yeah. I think even like just a, a really like low key artsy shot of like all of these people that we we've seen either like just, just dead. We don't see how, why or what, but just like, okay, yeah, they did actually die or some sort of acknowledgement that no, they didn't. And we'll never know why. I think either one of those is okay. Like the not knowing why I can deal with, but not knowing if anything happened is troublesome to me. Well, so that's like, you know, we, we talked about that with spontaneous. We never learn why people start exploding and we never learn why they mm-hmm. stopped ever. Mm-hmm. We have no inclination whatsoever. They don't even hint at whether it was a supernatural thing, a viral thing, uh, you know, or whatever. Like they, it's just straight up. They don't know. And all of a sudden it stopped and that's the end. And mm-hmm. that was great. It was done really well. Like, and it's and it's handled well. But this mm-hmm. one, I feel like it's just, there was just one, like we just needed one, like just one thing. It could have been a multitude of different things. Just one more extra thing would have really sealed the deal for me. And I think I would have been able to, without question, recommend this movie. Yeah. I mean, should you watch it? Yeah, totally. It's it is it is a very like it made me existentially anxious. This movie, just like you know, uh, spontaneous did. It just made mm-hmm. me anxious because it's the idea of like you're gonna die. Maybe you don't know why. You don't know what. Well, you do know when. You don't know why. Yeah. You don't know how. But you're gonna die. Possibly. Find out later on the next episode <laughs> of you know. And you're like, <laughs> uh, wait. Like, I want to go back to that part, you know, and it's enough to like give me that that uh, existential dread, I guess. But it just needed a little more, just a little more, is is what I would have wanted. Just a tad, like Wait. one line would have solved it. I'm waiting for the sequel. She died yesterday. She died yesterday. <laughs> yeah, but somebody walk around. Well, all these dead bodies in Arizona. <laughs> what the fuck's going on, man? I think What's it was Arizona. The deal with all the dead people. <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, Yeah, so She Dies Tomorrow is available streaming on Hulu. And this wraps up our our, uh, month of May and our Hulu month, uh, Hulu exclusive month. Um, and so for those of you, uh, uh, listening in, Hey, thanks a lot. Um, also, uh, coming up on Hulu, uh, this week is, um, is plan B, uh, plan B is a really great movie I worked on that, uh, actually started, we were about to start filming in March and then the pandemic shut us down literally a two days before we were going to start filming this movie. And we ended up filming it again, uh, four months later and finishing it up and kind of rushing, well, not rushing it, but, but getting it out in time, uh, for, uh, this month. So plan B directed by Natalie Morales, um, really cool, uh, uh, kind of teen comedy, um, uh, that comes out May 28th, uh, right on Hulu. Uh, so definitely check that out, uh, and look for my right name on. in the credits. Yeah. Which hopefully it's there. It should be there, but it should be there. It uh, should be. It should be there. Yeah. It will be. Either way, it's, it's credited on my IMDb, so that's fine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, so again, thanks a lot for joining us, everyone. I would like to tell you what episode we're, we're going to do next, um, but I'll be honest, we haven't picked it yet, so I don't, <laughs> I don't even know. That is true. I think we have a request coming in. Um, I, I did get someone uh, pop into my Twitch account, uh, into Twitch while I was playing, that was like, hey, have you guys talked about this movie? 
Uh, and I was like, no, we haven't. And they were like, all right, cool. I'm going to go request it. I do not remember what the movie was, though. Um, but I remember being like, that's a really good one. Oh, I remember what it was. I remember what it was. But I'll keep it secret just in case, you know, Ooh, we'll figure well, it out. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so anyways, thanks a lot for joining us. And we will see you next time. father's tragic past, hidden in the adventures of a cartoon mouse. A cautionary tale on the dangers of temporal tourism. A woman searching for answers after the death of an old friend. This is the Storyteller series, a Night Shift Radio original. Every month we bring a new short story to life in a full cast audio drama. We publish a second exclusive story to our online print edition, and we give you a glimpse behind the pages with our author interview series. Subscribe to the Storyteller series wherever you listen to podcasts and visit nightshiftradio.com for more information.